Welcome back to Thoughts of Sam the Wise Man. Sam, sorry I haven't been here for a while to do the podcast. I've been um, a little busy, but I'm back and ready to go. The NBA season started this week, and it's been um, a really good start for some teams and a really bad start for others. Um, we're going to talk about the Jazz's first three games of the season. What went right, what went wrong, um, predictions, stuff, um, and everything like that. The first game of the season was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Oklahoma City Thunder is a team that, well, it's, I wouldn't say they're rebuilding, but they kind of are at the same time because they don't have um, really uh, a team that is built to go to the playoffs. So I would say they're rebuilding. I mean, they still got Chris Paul, and they still got Gallinari and uh, Steven Adams, which those guys have been around for a little bit. And so give them credit for that um, reason to keep going. But in the most part, they're rebuilding. Now, the Jazz, on the other hand, played them, and there's a lot of high expectations for them in the season. Well, they start the game off and just was it was a it, it was a weird game. They, they didn't they didn't play like everyone thought they were, and McConley didn't play the way he thought he he could. He could have make a bucket to save his life in the first game. He was awful. He was one for sixteen. I mean, it, it, that's never gonna that's this just doesn't happen to a guy like like him that at his caliber. But it does because you got those awful nights. You got those um, nights. You just feel like nothing is going in. But once you get a shot in, you're like, oh, I got this. I got this. But he never could get anything to go for him. It was kind of awful. But, um, but yeah, so we, we came out and it was a pretty even match most of the game. Chris Paul came in to show him I'm still Chris Paul. Um, Gallinari did his thing. I, uh, Steve Adams didn't do much at all, which is kind of interesting for me in some aspects. But this other guy, um, Shaw Gallag- uh, Alexandria, Alexandria, whatever you say it, he came in and played very well for the Oklahoma City. Had 26 points. And so he's a young dude. He has lots of potential, and we'll see what happens with that guy and see how good he does. But um, but the game kept going, and it, the Jazz were, uh, you know, trying to figure out, because the Jazz got a lot of new players. They got to figure out who's coming off the bench, who's going to produce minutes, who's going to reduce on the floor. And so this year they added, they decided to go with Donovan Mitchell, Bonjanovic, Rice O'Neal, Gobert, and Conley, which is what we expected from the Jazz to start. And mostly coming off the bench was Joe Ingles, who was going to be our sixth man. And Munier will play a good amendment because he's big, strong, tough. And then you got Jeff Green, and then you got Ed Davis. Those were the main guys that came off the bench in that game. And, you know, I, so far in that first game, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't, I wasn't really... Um, Ed Davis kind of is a hurt. He had five fouls in ten minutes. And if he, if he keeps playing like that, like... Um, it's gonna first. It's got. It, he's got to play better. Or else, Gobert's gonna be playing a lot of minutes, and it's gonna be. And it's gonna be hard for the Jazz, especially when he needs those breaks to come in and show what he has for that team. 
And then um, Jeff Green didn't even shoot that well. He was one for four. Jazz really did not shoot well that whole game. The only player that shot decently well was Donovan. Donovan showed up. He didn't score his first bucket till like six minutes left in a, in a second quarter. So pretty much three and a half quarters he played, like started scoring. But when that end came and he just took over and went score, score, score and helped that team win. Help us get that victory over um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State were gritty. They were playing tough. They were making shots. And, we were, and you know, Jazz offense wasn't there. But, um, yeah, it just looked like a little bit, a little bit more of a better team. But they're still trying to figure out how to play with each other, which is a hard thing to do. But they... Kind of figured it out and got the win. And then they went on to go play the Lakers on Friday. Well, just... Let's just start with that game. That game was just complete of a mess. Like, from start to finish. Like, Jazz couldn't shoot to save their life. Yes, Bogdanovich didn't play because of a sore ankle. Because he twisted it last game. But my goodness, the Jazz could not shoot. And it was obvious. It was, it was, it was a little strange for me because when they um, decided to um, with the starting lineup to put Jeff Green in and Joe, Joe Ingles, but because of um, Anthony Davis on the Lakers. Now it's funny because it was interesting because Lakers um, early on were going through going to Anthony Davis kind of get the matchup, but he wasn't doing much or doing anything, and. Wasn't helping the team out as much, and he was just shooting and shooting a ton, getting fouled and going through the line. And so that didn't, um, that just kind of looked kind of weird. And Jazz were just un- undersized, but given everything they had, and I felt like in that game, I felt like the Jazz, um, were given everything they can on, off, on defense to stop Anthony Davis and LeBron. To not worry about the offense, the offense was just wasn't even there. Like it was inconsistent. It was just so bad. Turnovers, like calling get some good passes to Gobert, and they just swatted. Or Rice O'Neal goes to the hoop and gets swatted. Like Lakers did a good job for swatting and turnovers, but the Jazz just couldn't um, score or do anything and and stuff like that. So that, I think that really hurt us. Without having Bogdanovich there too, because he could easily he could give us 15, 20 points a night maybe, depending on how he's shooting. But he's another force out there, and I mean we went out there and um, played like garbage. Like we didn't know who who's to shoot, who's not to shoot. I mean, you look at the team like without Gallinari, without Gallinari. Um, Bogdanovich, I'm not Gallery. Bogdanovich, you look at the Jazz and you're just like, hey, who's scoring? My Collins not scoring. Like, forget about it. He shot another horrible night. Three for 11. You don't get that. One for five for three. Like, and then he had four turnovers. He was the highest, the second, uh, tied with Munich. Munich. But it was just like awful. Just, so you got, let's break it down. So, because if you really think about the scoring lines, Donovan Mitchell, 24 points. Mike Conley, 13. Gobert, 8. Jeff Green, 5. Joe Ingles, 2. That's the starters. Out of them, 
really, Donovan Mitchell's the shooter. My colleague can be, but he was awful. He's been awful right now. Jeff Green, eh, he's all over the place. But Joe Ingles needs to shoot that ball more. When someone's out, he needs to come in. He He's a six-man role. What does a six-man do? He's supposed to come off the bench, give you some, give you points, or give you good off, or defense, or something. But he needs to shoot that ball. He needs to get himself open. He needs to take those shots, and he needs to shoot it. Because he can shoot, and he can score. He, we just need Joe Ingles to do it because there's nights where he he goes off for f- 20 points and then the next night he shoots the ball three times. And it's like, is it the team stopping him? It could be. Is it, is it that happening? Yes. And, and it's interesting. But And then Immunier and Yang came in and played decent, but no one shot the ball. Like It was just turnover. After turnover, after turnover, and the same thing. And the Lakers didn't play very much better either. They just got some guys off the bench that came and shot, and um, then LeBron came in and did his thing a little bit towards the end, got them them a little farther, farther away in the third and the fourth and all that. But I mean, we lost by eleven, but if we should have lost by like thirty points or more if Lakers did. If the Lakers were shooting anything better than we were. Lakers had a lot of turnovers too, and so it was just a an awful game. Like they had fourteen and twenty two, they had nine blocks. We had two. They had fourteen steals. Fourteen of those were probably a lot of them were turnover steals. Eighteen block. Uh, we had eight steals. They had four. We had forty rebounds. They had forty two assists. The same nineteen. And so we just could not shoot the ball. We almost had more turnovers than 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 points scored or buckets made, I would just say. And so it was just embarrassing to watch this game. Like, it was on national televised, ESPN, good matchup. I mean, it still was, a, like, a learning game, but it just felt like no one knew their role at the at the time when they were out there playing. They just couldn't get the flow of it. Like, one thing that I did see though in the first two games were the other thing was, that, so the Jazz were trying to do this pick and roll, where Bonagana, where like my colleague takes it, and Do- Gobert comes in and he sets that screen, and then goes down and there's a pick and roll right. Well, they've been stopping Gobert from going down as far, and so he when he gets the ball sometimes he and they're they're happen to um, come. He has to he get the ball a lot s- sooner than when he's way down. So they're making them kind of force him to take a like a farther shot or has to dribble the ball and. Gobert cannot do that. Gobert doesn't have a hook or anything. And I've been saying that he... I know he's working really hard on something like stuff like that. I've heard, but he's just... He's a rebounder and dunker and layupper. And occasionally will dribble it to the hole and score. But he doesn't have much else. He doesn't have much of, of anything else. And so that's just like one weakness to him. And I think teams are learning it. And I think the other thing is like... There was a lot of times they were trying to do an alley-oop to him and stuff. And they stopped him and try to pass him, they, and they denied it from him. And so he's just, they, they put a lot of fits on him, and it was hard watching just go bare try to do stuff. And, and I think a lot of teams this year, that's what they're going to focus on is that and and stop Gobert from getting his, what, 15 or 10 or 12 points and, you know, whatever he gets this year. And so that was a real struggle to see that happen. And it's just, um, he... 
I know it'll, it'll take some time, but figuring out where to be and how to be, and some of these guys need to know where he, they need to be playing out there. And I think Mike Conley just needs to trust himself in a shot and just keep shooting in and get good shots, like take it to him, you know, be tough. Because uh, that's what you got to be in this league, it's be tough. And so that was that was that game. LeBron came in and just they couldn't stop it. They had no answer. No one was big enough to guard him. They they put a lot of people on him, but no one just shot the ball. And if we had Bargmanovic, I think we might have could have you know make it closer. Could have won it. I don't know. It just it's what ifs. And what ifs don't go anywhere, right? We all know that. And then the next night we went. I got to go to this game. This game was kind of fun. But um, the next night after that, they went and go play Sacramento Kings. Well, Sacramento Kings is. Let me just state this: is it's kind of a mess of a team and mess of an organization. Now um, they got this young squad, and and stuff. But I mean. They're a massive order, so let's just get that right. And it's funny how, like, um, Luke Wong was praised, but oh, he's such a good coach. He he led that Warriors team for half a season. Steve Kerr was out, and yada, 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 yada. And the Lakers picked him up, and yada, yada, yada. Nothing much happened. He went and coached um, Kobe Bryant on his um, farewell tour, so no one really cared to play that year or do anything because, well, it's Kobe year, and then the next year... Uh, LeBron comes in. Well, oh, they no up before that. And then they had all these young guys, and then they get LeBron, and then it's just he has to produce with with LeBron, or else he's out. And that's what happened. He got out. He got out. And so Sacramento decided to pick him up and give him a five year deal, which is okay. Let's see if he's any good. Well, and so that's kind of what the coach will happen. And so he gets this young team. You know, they have some really good young talent. Buddy Helm, Dave Dave Fox, and um, a couple other ones I have. And um, they just pooped it that game. Like, Jazz came out and just was on fire. They they came out, Bogdanovich just came out and showed him, hey. He said after, he said after the game, like, hey, I... After I watched that game on Friday, I had to come out. And, I had to come out and score a lot. I had to come out and score and set the tone of the game. And he just came in and just was on fire. We had 13 three pointers in the first half, ties the record, ties the franchise record, which was amazing in that game. And so, and it gave the Jazz a good break. That's because we almost were up by 40 points at some point. Like, we were just at the game, and I'm watching this game, just, you know, and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, whoa, we're almost up by, whoa, we're up by 30, like 40. Like, what the heck? And then I realized that Sacramento just didn't put their, most of their starters back in. They only played, like, the highest was 28 minutes. And I realized they just gave up on the on the starters and put the bench in and tried to do something with that because they're trying to, I think I I think at the time what Luguan was doing was kind of punishing them for not trying or not caring to try. And it's funny because Buddy Helms, he's he's funny. He he got a four year ninety million dollar offer extension from the Kings, and he said no, that's a disgrace. And I'm like, dude, you've got you can't do that. You've got to not say a word. If you if you say deny it, don't say anything else. Because if you do that, 
Now you got to produce even more to get what you want. He wants 110 million. And, and I'm like, no, you're not worth 110 million. So I'll find another team for after. You are not worth it until you can win and produce and help your team win games. And he, he, he played 20 minutes. And uh, let me see here. And he was one for seven. One for three from three pointers. Awful. He didn't do anything else, pretty much. The rest of the game. Awful. So you just don't do that. And it, it was awful. It was just it was it was just an awful game for him. And then Donovan Mitchell came in and didn't have to play as hard or anything because well, Barnyanovich didn't we and everyone else came in and played decently well. Mike Conley, you know, still struggled a little bit, but he got his game, he got eight assists and twelve points and five for eleven, which is great. Gobert, nah. Just was there. Three for three, six points. Right, so no seven, three for three, sweet. Yang played fifteen. Moody played ten uh, had ten points in twenty three minutes, which is good. Four for eleven. I like his game because what he does is the backup point guard for the Jazz. It's probably one of the best backup point guards we've had in a while. Because he comes in and can create and score and still um, run a team efficiently. Which is something that I think um, we've missed in a while with just having our starter do everything. Or our guards or Joe Ingles do. Now we have a point guard that can do it and takes out those hands a little bit. So that if they can run around the court and try to get themselves open and take good shots. Instead of have to set up the offense always. And so I think that's what happened. I think that's what the thing is with that. Um, and then um, the other thing is that um, I think Quinn Snyder really like it. Like we got a we got a deep bench in somewhat in some aspect because some of these guys are um, really good and comes in and help. And so what? And um, I just think it's gonna be a little. One thing that I think is gonna be hard is what. Uh, Dante Exum comes back. What is his role? Where is he gonna fit in? How are they gonna find a spot for him? Because I don't, I don't. He's not to be. He's not to be point guard, backup point guard anymore. And and because he needs, he needs to be a, a the guard, uh, like a shooting guard. Like he still, he could still do point here and there. Like, but um, he needs, he needs to not have the ball as much and just be able to uh, help on defense is really what I want. I don't want him to do much with his offense. If he gives his offense, that's a bonus addition to the team when he's healthy, when he gets out the battle, when that's going to be, I don't know how that's going to be, but whatnot. Um, and so I think that's the thing. Um, this year, Donovan, the other thing is Donovan Mitchell's game looks more um, fluent, doesn't have to rush stuff, doesn't have to really take a lot of bad shots this year because, well, we got a lot of good players that can help um, take some of those extra shots that he doesn't necessarily have to take. I mean, he's still going to get his, his shots, but I feel like he doesn't have to always have the ball and get the shot and get the offense. So he, and so that's what I, I feel so far from the first three games is just um, he's there pushing himself and waiting for the right opportunity to go in there and start doing it instead of just I have to go in there and score every time I'm out there, like hardcore like every time and everything's on his on his shoulders which it kind of is kind of not which is kind of nice but there's a lot of other aspects of the team that now everyone has to watch out for because they're a lot better than they were last year and stuff and so they have to just not 
game plan toward Donna Mitchell because they got Mike Connolly and and Martin Yanovich and stuff like that. And so it's it makes the um, teams think a little different of how to stop some of these guys and stop him and not just one, but three or four guys. And so, um, so far this season, it's kind of how I pictured it a little bit, trying to still figure it out what to do. I mean, Jazz have to be in a solid team. Like, Lakers was the only solid team, I, I feel like, to me, was a good a team. And so, but still, we don't know who what, what's going to happen. Um, the next game is against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. We I don't know if they're uh, if they're a, a elite team or good team or, or not. But right now they're playing decent because they're playing great because well they beat uh, the Clippers last night with some hard fought nose battling scoring and everything like that in between the passing the balls what I'm hearing and stuff. So it was good. It was a good hard fought win for them. So I don't know. I think I think the Jazz need to um, come in and. Um, Figure out everyone's roles a little bit better. Figure out, I think Quinn needs to figure out the bench a tad more. Figure out who's coming in, who's not coming in, who he trusts, who he doesn't trust yet. Or figure out the right guys to come in the right not. Because I think he's a little sporadic with that a little bit. But you know the main guys who are coming. Jeff Green, Joe Ingles, Moutier, and Yang might come in every so often. And those are the main guys. And then you got Ed Davis. So you got to get you got to get uh, Ed Davis will come in and play 10, 10 to twelve minutes a game or a little bit more if he needs to, but um, stuff like that. And so I think um, in that was aspect you just gotta kind of let it be for a second. But he's got to get a good solid at least four guys, at least four guys to come off the bench, consistent and play really well. I'm really liking um, Rice O'Neill. Um, defense, he's playing solid. He's doing well. Donovan Mitchell's doing pretty well, too. He's working hard. And so it's kind of nice to see guys uh, work hard at their game that they've been uh, wanting to work on and stuff. And so I just hope the Jazz can keep this moment. I hope the Jazz can keep that momentum from that last game and keep it going and keep that offensive flow going. So Jazz, next couple games, let's see who they play here for you guys. So, let's see. So, the rest of this month, they play Phoenix on Monday, and they play Clippers on Wednesday. Then they play Sacramento again on Friday. And then Sunday, they play Clippers again. So, it's going to be a tough, 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 tough matchup this week for them. Rest of this week, it's going to be tough. Reason is, well, first you got Phoenix, second you got Clippers, and then you got Clippers again on Sunday, but then you got Sacramento. So my, in, so in my perspective, I could see him going. I could, I in my in my personal preference, I could see him winning two out of three, two out of four. So I'm saying that they might lose to Clippers twice. Yes, I could. I'm saying that they can't happen. Is it gonna? Is it possible that they could win one? Yes, it's possible they could win both. Oh yes, but that's just my thinking. I don't know how it's gonna happen. And they could lose to Phoenix and win Clippers. They could win Phoenix, lose Clippers, win Sacramento, lose Clippers, or the opposite way. Who knows? But I. This is what I feel that's gonna happen. 
I'm gonna go two. But if they do more, I'll be just I'll be surprised. I hope I hope they do more. That's my um my thing. I think it'll be a big test again in LA with the Clippers. Really, because it's given some time to play some games. Now I kind of for okay, that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna be, and I just hope the Jazz could just keep that momentum going from last game and keep it going, keep it strong, and find out their true offense identity because they were talking all about their offense how it was like the like the preseason they were talking their offense is fine offense is working but their defense was awful so they did a lot of work on defense and then the season comes and they just struggle to shoot the ball and it's just like what the, and it happens like i've been on games where we scored five points in one half when we playing college time 20 minute halves and we come, and then the second half we come out and we just we figured it out and shot the ball really well. But that first half was awful. So it happens, it struggles, you know. But just keep shooting because that's the only way you're gonna fix it. If you if you're hesitant to shoot or do anything, then it's not fun. They just don't want to go out there and hesitate to do anything. But just get out there and play your best game, Jazz, and push it. I um I think we got a we got the right team and the right staff. And everyone in between. Um, some other teams that I'm kind of um, looking at that seeing looks like whoa, what the heck happened to you guys? Like, is um, Golden State Warriors? Oh my goodness! Right now, that's one team that stands out to me. That is just awful. I mean, give give it to them because they lost everyone. They got no bench. They got, like, you look at their guys, like, I don't know any of those guys on the team. I only know Jandrell Russell, uh, DeAndre Green, DeAndre Jordan, and Seth Curry. I don't know anyone else on the team. I can't name a single person, anyone else on the team. I really can't. Yeah, Clint Thompson's out and stuff, so that really hurts, like, them. And it just, it, it it's... It it really it's just like what what are they gonna do you know like the only other guy I really know is Alec Burks but I don't know if what the heck's up with Alec Burks so that's like they just got too many injuries and so I just don't I think they're gonna um, I think they're just gonna have one bad year. This is my prediction. They're just going to be a team that, well, yeah, we made the finals. We've been it so many times. We're exhausted. I think Seth Curry's exhausted himself. And so I think they're just going to take a year off, get healthy, come back, maybe do a trade, maybe do something, maybe get some other veteran, and then just come back again. I think they're just going to take one year off and come back and destroy it. Destroy us all. You know, and it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see. What happens? Um, New Orleans um, Pelicans without Zion Williams missing them, um, struggling their own three, but they've been fighting real hard, real close games in each one of them. Um, they're not playing Derek Favors as many minutes as I wanted, and they're not playing them towards the end of the games, which is kind of weird because one of the games he was the leading scorer and nothing happened, so it was kind of um, interesting. For the least, um, so yeah, it was kind of just weird not seeing him 
up there. And then you got Houston. And their their first games were, st- were, were just... They're good. Like, but, man, they are just... Russell Westbrook and James Harden are turnover monsters. They and they shot the ball so much, but nothing went in. Like they're just awful. And so I hope that keeps going because I'm not a big fan. But they're they're they get they're all about the stat sheet, which is I don't think it's my favorite thing. I think the goal is just to get the W. I don't care how you do it, just get the W. Just W W W. But they they're just wanting. Points, steals, rebounds, all of it. And it's like, yeah, it's nice, but you're shooting the ball so awful, and so you gotta, you gotta get good shots to bad shots, and so that's what I think their problem is, and stuff. Um, Minnesota's playing well at three and zero, and that's kind of a surprising to me in some aspects because I didn't think they're gonna be three and zero, but they haven't really played anyone that. Freakishly amazing. Well, besides Brooklyn's okay, but they have they're struggling still. They barely beat them, and then they play Charlotte, and then they play Miami. Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler, but yeah. And so that's like they're out there playing, but they haven't played them good yet. And let's see if they keep it up. Denver, same old, same old. Denver, Portland, good. Oklahoma State. We talked about them. Phoenix is two. Well, they they've uh, played well so far. They've looked decent, you know. Let's see if they can keep it up so far. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, they almost beat Denver too, so I don't know. They're they're playing good. We'll just see if they can keep it up. Then you got your San Antonio, which is always good. You got your Dallas, which I'm really surprised watching them, and they're just oh, they're they're coming into a new form with they got a new they got they got Porzingis and. That just, you know, missed the whole year. Now it's coming back and just playing as good as... Uh, and then you got Luke. That just comes in in the second year and he's just dominating. And it's... Uh, I think it's... I think Dallas did the right thing after... Um, found their guys to replace Dirt and Whiskey. And it's, and it's it's hard it's hard to find stuff like that. But man, they, they found it and I just need to tweak it. They're lined up a little bit to get better, but um, so far it's just it's amazing. My other my other guy that I think I'm watching out for it, um, that I'm happy that he's doing well this year, and he's playing for Detroit, and it's Derrick Rose. You know, Derrick Rose is one of those guys that I I watched him his rookie year, watched him his his MVP year. And I was just like, what? This guy, like, the way he's playing, it was a little dangerous in my aspect, driving to the whole Dunkin' Hardcore and landing on one leg and stuff, but... But, um, his... But he is just putting in the numbers, like, like putting in the works. Coming off being the sixth man on the team, um, first game of the year, he had 18.6 for 11. Okay, and then the next game the comes in and it goes twenty seven points, eleven for sixteen in twenty five minutes. The guy's worked his tail off, you know, he's told himself I can work my tail off. And then he gets Philadelphia, seventy sixers. Comes in and plays twenty six minutes, thirty one points, fourteen for twenty one. 
That's exactly what Detroit needs. Now, Detroit needs to get um, Blake Griffin back and put that in with them, and that would just be better. But I'm surprised they're like a better team than pick up um, Derrick Rose from my aspect. Because he still has he still has it out there. I know he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of surgeries, a lot of other stuff that people don't see. But I, I, I believe in him. I really do. I really, really believe in him that he's going to be a decent player this year. Um, Toronto, you got Pacquiao's, um, whatever his name is. So I hope that something good happens for um, these teams that I feel like deserve to do well this year or haven't done well and have put some um, effort into this year. Um, Pacquiao, uh, Toronto, I hope they still have a good year. Pascal had a great first game or two, and he just um, filled up the score sheet. He's going to be one of those guys you'll see do well. Another one that I'm, I am I want to see well because he, he's a, he, I liked his game when he played for Boston is Isaiah Thomas. He played the other night and had, what, 16 points, I think, for Washington. He's a guy that's you know I uh, I admire his um, his game his 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 hard work. He's small, like I am, but bigger than me still. But he came in and um, scored for them in that last game. They didn't win, but he scored. He played what nineteen minutes, sixteen points, six for fourteen, five assists. I mean, what do you ask for a guy that's been? It's been since Boston. He hasn't shown anything. He deserves a lot of credit. I think he still has lots of talent. He's not a bust. He's not done yet. He could still play the game. And he's just got to find that team. And I think his best opportunity is right here, right now. And I think he could do it. If he does it this year, he could get a good contract next year. Or maybe get traded this year and help a team that might be. And give something within to the Washington Wizards. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but... You know, you got your teams that are still up there. So you got your good players still. Um, another one, um, Trey Young has just balled out. The first only played two games, but has balled out. He's 38 points the first game, 11 for 21, 6 for 10 for three-pointers, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He has 6 turnovers, which is high, and you got to fix that a little bit. But with the guy that's always had the ball... You expect to have have some turnovers and stuff. Um, next game, then he comes in the next one. Like, oh, maybe it's just a good first game of Lux. Nope. 39 points, 6 for 25, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists again. You almost have a double-double for the last two games. But no one else is shooting the ball or helping out as much. So they got to, I mean, their team's still young and figuring it out. Besides Vince Carter, which is crazy to me, he's still in the league. Some of these guys weren't even born when he was drafted. That's just nuts. But he need they need to figure they need um and see if they can this team can keep it up all season or not. I don't think they'll be able to, but you know, you never know. It might be a surprising team in the league coming in, but and stuff like that. I, I don't know. But yeah. That's about um, it for some of the guys. That I think that it's going to have. Um, um, some stuff going on. Um, 
a game that happened today. That was a I didn't watch it, but I watched the highlights of it. And that was a Memphis game against uh, Brooklyn Nets. Now the rookie came in and just dominated. Let's see here. Jamin Joe, the replacement for Mike Conley came in. And he, and I mean, I feel like they did a good thing because I think it's time to switch off with Mike Conley and get rid of him and start fresh. Build for the future, not for now. Build for the future. And he had 30 points tonight and had the block against Kyrie Irving to send it to overtime and the layup to send it to overtime. And then Jay Crowder, my man, Jay Crowder, played for Utah. Nails the game-winning three-pointer at the end of, in overtime, which is crazy. But I'm happy for him and stuff like that. And I hope he keeps up. He could be rookie of the year if he keeps what he's doing up. But there's a lot of good rookies out there this year. But but that's the um, that right now is the not every team I didn't talk about, but most of them I did. That's the real. Case it's still a lot to be determined. Some of these could be just fluke start. You know, I need to show off my first start of the season real hard, play hard, and some just might run out of a little bit of gas a little bit in the beginning, or have to slow it down a, a tad just so they can um, produce all season, not just for a few games. You know, so we'll see what happens and who comes out and who doesn't. But for now it's um it's a it's a good start for most teams. Bad start for the Jazz, I would say. They don't look too amazing, but what we predicted from offseason, I mean there's a lot of high and lows for that. Because there's a lot of uh, a lot a lot of things riding on the Jazz here. They have to be good or else it's not gonna be good. They didn't start off well the couple years start the season now they need to start well they need to prove it we need to start well and end well and all play the whole season well so they can have a good record so they have to work their tail off the end of the season to get that record and so um we'll see what happens tomorrow see if um we can keep our um, offense momentum going because when offense is flowing the defense flows if the defense flows and the offense isn't it's hard for it you're you're frustrated so you just kind of you, you you do stupid things on off on defense, and so the offense really is important to have a good flow in it to make the defense want to keep working because it's hard and you just you get frustrated when it doesn't. So I want the Jazz the offense to keep flowing and keep going and keep scoring and pass the ball and score. I want to see it. I want to see the transition. I want to see the stuff. I want to see roles being established. I want to see Quinn. You know hustling, yelling, and screaming at those players, getting them in there and stuff. Um, the NBA um, did a challenge where you could challenge a play, and, and the Jazz did one last night at the game, and they won it because it was the one that was... Guy kind of said there was a foul at the three-point line, and Mike Conley didn't touch it, but the reps were like, yeah, you did, you did, you did, and all over him. And then they looked at it after we got we challenged him, and they didn't call it. And they they reversed it. So then what happens to reverse it? They jump it and and they got the ball and they didn't score and we got it. So it's a it's a weird thing. It I like it in some aspects because I think it's a little fair, but I think it slows the game down just a, a tad a little bit. In some parts, let's say like it's crucial, 
the last two minutes is crucial and you just you call it and you use it and then it just sit there for the next five six minutes trying to figure out who what and what well, like it's it, is it not is it is you know so it could slow the game down in that aspect but for my personal thing i think it's fine to have for now they might tweak it they might do some other things and stuff oh and i forgot about this one last thing um, the 2023 um, All-Star game is coming to um, Salt Lake City. I'm excited for that. I feel like it's the, at the right time, and Jazz has been doing things to get the arena ready for that, to be able to host it. So I, I was expecting it to come soon. Not wait too long after they got done with the arena uh, done and all finished up. May look pretty and, and get new chairs in there and everything, new stadium chairs. And stuff, so it wasn't like a, it was no brainer to have the Jazz host it, and it's gonna be on the 30th anniversary, which makes sense, yeah, and all that. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I'm not a huge, huge, huge All Star Break person because it's just not as competitive or as, as fun. I think as it used to be. I feel like they should do something where whoever wins it like go, um, gets home court advantage in the East or West. Which would be amazing because I think then you would get players that really want to play, or um, you kind of got to get it away to be kind of more competitive. Um, and I think Adam Silver's trying to figure that out a little bit because they want to see who's the best on what side and stuff and everything like that, um, and and everything else that they do. But it's fun to just be you know, talk with your. Your old teammates, your old all-stars, former players come all out and have a great time and represent Thursday. There's a lot of former Jazz players so that will show up there, represent um, their team and their state, and tell them all about the great things that they can do. Because there's a lot of great things to do. There's a lot of great restaurants. I mean, if you're not, if you got time when you're up here, you could go, you could go snowboarding, skiing, sledding, whatever it is. Like, there's a good amount of fun things to do here in the wintertime. So don't um, disregard that at the time that they have it. So, but I'm excited. Um, and I hope Jazz could make this the, the best also get all-star Week experience for the players that they could uh, really show that this is a place where you could want to play or could want to live or or like for some aspects of it or something like that. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I hope I get to go to another game. Keep um, looking for those cheap tickets, guys. Go to Ticketmaster. Go to StubHub. Go to KSL. Go to the games. Just go root for your team this year. Even if it's you're not really a diehard Jazz fan, but root for them because they're in they're in Utah. You got to root for them while you're here. You got you don't want to root for other teams outside sticks. You can't really be there for them. You could be there for them for the Jazz, and I think that's what's cool about it. And um, yeah, so I want to hear what you guys think. Just I want to hear your comments. What you think um, the Jazz are gonna uh, be like? Um, what you like so far, what you've seen, what you don't like, um, players you like, don't like, or struggling to like, or um, or games you're excited to see the Jazz play, teams that you want to see, um, just let me know. Thanks, bye.